The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. It's Gary Parrish. It's Monday, March 14, 2022. Welcome back. CBS Sports Iowa College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. Chip Patterson is here with me. Happy Monday after Selection Sunday. And as I told you on Sunday night's podcast, we are doing four, hopefully short, look at the clock and tell us if we got there or not, short previews of each region. This is one of them. We're previewing the West, where Gonzaga is the number one seed. Duke is the two seed. Texas Tech is the three seed. And Arkansas is the number four seed. Chip, I'll start with you. What first round game in the West Regional are you most looking forward to? Arkansas and Vermont. Because prior to the release of the bracket, I had Eric Musselman's Razorbacks as that that dark horse kind of team. You know, they always ask us questions for CBS Sports HQ. You know, find a team below this line on the betting board who you think could be able to make a deep run in the tournament. And with, you know, clearly J.D. Note and the way that he played and the way that this Arkansas team defends, I I liked a lot of the pieces for Arkansas to, again, uh, make it to the second weekend and maybe cause some real problems. However, then the bracket was released and I see them getting paired against Vermont which, by the way, Arkansas only about a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, that's when the alarm bells go off. Like, as a matter of principle, if you are a higher seed, but that betting line is within two possessions, then you are very, very like you are very, very likely going to be in danger at some point in this game. And so, for a, a lot of reasons, I, I think that Arkansas-Vermont, both for what it means to Arkansas, but also what it means to the, to the rest of the bracket in terms of if Arkansas were to lose – that really opens things up for UConn, another team that a lot of people are excited about. And so I just think that in the in the way that the whole West region is set up, whether or not Arkansas is a factor in the Sweet 16 is going to be a big part of that. And so with them only being about a two-possession favorite against a very, very good Vermont team, I think that's, my, that's the first-round game that I think is going to be the most impactful on uh, how the region plays out. Same for you. Yeah, I agree. Huge Northeast presence, by the way, in this pod. This is in Buffalo. So you'll have UConn fans that'll drive there. You'll have Vermont fans that'll drive there. And on the other side of the bracket, but this in this pod is Providence. There's going to be a, like there's going to be a, just really, really good lo- local, relatively local fan bases get there. Arkansas, Vermont is it for me. I think that the West 
It's going to have firecrackers. I, I love this. I love this uh, This region. I wrote about it for CBSSports.com. It's on the CBS Sports app. Uh, we have a lot to like in this, part of the, in this part of the bracket. Arkansas-Vermont is the most enticing, entertaining game heading in matchup. We could look up, and for all we know, Texas Tech versus Montana State winds up being the best game in this region. It's why I adore this tournament is because we always find ways to get surprised. Um, but going in, to me, the most enticing. Vermont's been on fire, man. They have been destroying opponents just won their games by an average of 37 in the america east it was the largest average margin of victory for any team in any league tournament in more than three decades there arkansas can win this game it can lose it it can also i think uh pose a threat to gonzaga if they were meet in the sweet 16 there so yeah i want to see what john becker's team can do against an arkansas team that has been really really good at times remember it did have a swoon it's capable of having a letdown game here uh both teams will be pretty ready to go and i think it's a, just a terrific x and o matchup between both these squads you make a great point arkansas can win or lose this game not a lot of people are talking about it, and that's why you come to the Ion College Basketball it? Podcast. It's not talked about enough how much Arkansas can win or lose a basketball game. This doesn't get talked about a period until we get to the month of March. Here I am telling you right now, that's going to play Vermont. There are two outcomes that can happen here. Arkansas yeah. can win this game against Vermont. Arkansas can also lose this game against Vermont. You're not going to find that kind of information anywhere else. Listen, I don't want to uh, get too out, out there, you know, as we discuss what may or may not happen in this bracket, but honestly, after looking at it, I'd say the same thing for UConn. They could win. Uh, they could win or they could lose. Oh, that is also true. Yeah. How about this? Here's a prediction for you. Okay. Either UConn or Arkansas will lose. They will not play each other in the round of 32. I don't know I which one. One of them is going to lose. Doesn't this feel like, to GP's point, Chip, doesn't this this specific one, 5-12 UConn, UConn, New Mexico State, 4-13 Arkansas, Vermont, you look at the entire bracket, doesn't that double dip feel the most likely to have a double digit seed move along? No, but really, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that when we get to the South region with that Houston UAB Illinois. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna be here to call Magic Johnson. <laughs> I'm not on that episode, but sure, that's fine. <laughs> but I, your your points are, I'm not as high just with my own personal analysis on New Mexico State, but I, I very much like the. Uh, the idea that there's so much excitement in that building. There's just such like incredible energy and, you know, double, you know, what's going to get uh, the other fans really hyped up watching some double digit, digit seeds threaten for an upset or pull it off outright. So a hundred percent could see it. Um, my, so look, I, I don't think you kind of Arkansas will both win. I mean, they obviously could as Norlander detailed earlier. People aren't talking about it. <laughs> Arkansas and UConn can win their games and they can both lose them. Yeah, Do you think that there'll be more disappointment? So that's trying to set up Arkansas, you kind of say it's not going to happen. It, there's so much buzz about another Mike Krzyzewski, Tom Izzo matchup in the second round. That one also feels like it's a little bit too sweet and might get disrupted by uh, the normal funny bounces of March. Well, that is my favorite uh, first round game in this regional Michigan state and Davidson foster lawyer against his that's old right. team. <laughs> right. Foster lawyer could, could barely play at Michigan State. Now he's going to drop 22 on Michigan State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I think Davidson wins that game. And trivia time. Michigan State lost its first game in the NCAA tournament last season. It was in the first four to UCLA overtime. Yeah. If they lose mm. this game, they will lose in their first game in the NCAA tournament in back-to-back -back years. When's the last time Tom Izzo Lost his first game in the NCAA tournament in back-to-back -back years. 
Chip, do you have an answer? Would you like to participate in trivia time? Oh, oh, three, oh, four. The answer is never. Ah. Wow. Never lost his first game in back-to-back NCAA tournaments, but I do believe he's at risk of it. I think Davidson's terrific offensively, um, and Michigan State has just been just like it's wild because you almost grade them on a on a uh, you, you judge them like on a curve. It's like why is it Michigan State awesome? Like Michigan State is usually awesome. They're still good, like they've still been good most of the season. But I, I I could I think Davidson gets them here, and then we get Bob McKillop, Mike Shashevsky. Uh, in the round of 32. That's, that's not what we get, okay? What do we get? What are we talking uh, about? The disrespect at Bates-Jones must stop, okay? Everyone's talking about Foster Lawyer playing against his former team. We got the Bates-Jones Bowl. Left Davidson to go to Duke. Duke Davidson. K. McKillop, fine. Bates-Jones going up against his former team? Nobody's talking about it. Only Nobody. this podcast there. Obviously, there's tremendous potential overall. Um, this uh, West looks just... Tr- this is the... How about this? Feels like the best West region that we've had five, six, seven years. I can't remember the last time we had this many interesting teams, potential storylines, balance in the bracket. Texas Tech's the three. It's the best defensive team in the country. It's got Gonzaga, the best team. Duke, it's been slippery, doesn't deserve a two, but it is. So, you know, so it goes. Duke is as talented as pretty much any team in the country. The questions are with its defense. Arkansas, obviously capable on the four line. It's been a while since I think we've had a West that was uh, that was this well stacked. Before we go any further, real quick, let me remind you about our bracket challenge game. We want you to compete with us. Do it. You have been challenged. I'll be in it. Norlander, Cal Boone, David Cott, Chip Patterson. We're all going to be in there at cbssports.com slash cbsi on brackets. The winner going to get a $100 gift card to Paramount+. Plus which uh, could come in handy because you're able to, among other things, watch NCAA tournament games on Paramount Plus. Also, Champions League, uh, golf, uh, NFL, and also Halo. Going to be streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus on March 24th. When you enter our Bracket Challenge game, don't stop there. You can also create a group to compete against friends or enemies, compete against your enemies. You can fill out a bracket for the chance to win a trip to the 2023 Final Four, and it's all free. Won't cost you anything. You can play on the CBS Sports app or at cbssports.com slash CBSI on brackets. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Dead leg. Do you see an unlikely Sweet 16 team? 
in the West Region? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I do, actually, because I have it in my bracket right now. I'm out of my mind. You picked pick Memphis. You picked no, Memphis. I did not. I oh. did not. Although Jalen Duren versus Chet Holmgren's second round would be intriguing. Uh, Gonzaga will either, you know, you'll get Gonzaga, Memphis, probably, uh, or Boise State. That's Leon Rice and Mark Few are the best of friends. Um, so Leon Rice can't be happy right now, as an O, by the way. Wins the Mountain West regular season and conference tournament and gets an eight. Colorado State doesn't either, gets a six. I thought they both should have been sevens. So so it goes here. Unlikely, <laughs> dude, this is what I have right now. I think, I, you know what? I'm going to stick with this. I'm not walking this back. I will go down with this show. Oh, wow. I'll put my hands up. Jonathan Chamwa Chachawa. Vermont to the regional semifinals. Okay. Over Arkansas. You want unlikely? That's. I'll show you unlikely. Vermont over Arkansas. UConn to beat New Mexico State. New England special out in Buffalo. John Becker goes up against Dan Hurley. Vermont gets it done. 13 seed breaks into the second weekend. That is my unlikely second weekend pick. Uh, I'm going to guess that if either of you have a choice here, you're maybe likely to say Rutgers. No, though it is my biggest burning question. What Alabama do we get? Because that team has been so many different Alabamas throughout the entire year. And its ceiling and its floor are spaced so far away that I could see Alabama losing, or I could see Alabama going on to also beat Texas Tech and maybe even cause some problems for Duke. Or if Duke were to be upset in Greenville in the second round, you know, one of those teams. Like I, I think the Crimson Tide are a fascinating team, such that, so, but I respect them enough that I'm not going to pick either Rutgers or Notre Dame uh, to be able to advance to the Sweet 16. All, all my eyes are just a card carrying certified triple platinum all the punch cards hit gonzaga hateration university uh, i would take memphis to the sweet 16 i will take yukon oh, to the sweet 16 <laughs> i mean listen i'll take yukon to the elite eight i think that if you pull down my bracket which by the way i love entering the bracket challenge i mean maybe you guys mix it up but you get to autofill an expert bracket and guess who are the expert brackets that fans can autofill us so I just go in and I'll I'll be in, invite me to all of your bracket challenges because you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna <laughs> auto fill my own picks it takes me no time so uh, I've I've got Gonzaga going down before the Elite Eight I think I've got UConn in the Elite Eight uh, going up against Duke and uh, either Duke or Texas Tech and so uh, I yeah I'm, I'm just gonna be jumping on the other side of Gonzaga here Ch- Chip you're gonna mess around and end up on the Gary Parish show talking this much about Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I would be I would be a, a repeat um, a repeat guest, a friend of the show, as they like to say in the industry. Um, in all seriousness, and I am not suggesting that this is like this is as true as it sounds. I'm just saying it's a fact that Sam Bassini, who should be joining us any minute now, yeah, uh, any minute, <laughs> uh, that Sam Bassini tweeted on Saturday night. Now, this was before Memphis lost to Houston in the AAC tournament title game. Tigers now two and one against Houston on the season. Since the day after Imani Bates stopped playing basketball, I phrase that deliberately. Some people say since Imani Bates had to stop because of an injury, I'm just saying he stopped playing basketball. Since the day he stopped playing basketball, 
Memphis rated, according to BartTorvik.com, as the second best team in the entire country behind only Gonzaga. Do with them what you want. You mentioned Jalen Dern against Chet Holmgren possibility in the round of 32. Like, these got some great prospects in yeah. this region. And it would be more uh, Dern on Timmy, just to be clear, but they're just high. Those are highly ranked prospects. That's this is yeah. this is actually the reason I don't love. The, I mean, I, there's a lot of reasons you wouldn't love a Memphis matchup with Gonzaga. Uh, one is because Gonzaga is the best team in the country. Uh, the other would be Memphis's strength is DeAndre Williams and Jalen Duran. Is that better than Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy? Like your strength is probably not a strength in this particular game. But in terms of prospects within the region, Chet Holmgren. Uh, Jalen Durand, uh, Paulo Bencaro. I mean, you got three possible top five picks, you know, playing in the West Regional. It's fantastic. I, I We highlighted in our region-by-region region breakdowns on the app and cbsports.com, you know, players to watch. And I had – I just tried to stick with one player per team, but Duran, I had Chet Holmgren. Uh, clearly, Paulo Bencaro is another one there. Uh, J.D. Davidson at Alabama, Ron Harper Jr. at Rutgers, uh, J.D. Note, who would have been the player of the year in the SEC if Oscar Shibwe wasn't suiting up for Kentucky. Uh, UConn, Tyrese Martin is certainly a, a guy to watch. There. There's, a, there's a lot all over the place here. You could make the argument that some other regions actually have more overall star power, but we've got some NBA lottery talent in this part of the bracket, and um, it's uh, it's pretty awesome, pretty fascinating. I, I just can't wait for this to get going. I will be in the bottom half, the very the, the lower fourth, if you will, in Greenville for Michigan State, Davidson, Duke, and Cal State Fuller. Those are Friday, Sunday games. Oh, by the way, value bet to win the region. Obviously, Gonzaga is the favorite, number one overall seed. Uh, Chip's got basically everybody except Gonzaga winning the region. Norlander, where are you? You got to pick somebody that's not, say, a top two seed. So you can't pick Gonzaga, can't pick Duke. Who are you taking if you had to go outside of that uh, for a team to get to the Final Four? I'm going to institute my own barrier and say I can't pick Texas Tech. Um, so outside the top three, uh, Arkansas is the play. Now, again, I have Arkansas losing <laughs> in the first round. I'm not picking Arkansas to do this. I'm just trying to speak to the, to the listener that might be trying to figure this out. If Arkansas breaks through, I actually like the way Arkansas play. Arkansas, great defensive team, gets up and down. It plays with efficiency, plays fast, and its defense doesn't wilt. I actually think that's a good matchup against Gonzaga. Arkansas would be an underdog, understandably so, but it has the bodies. Jalen Williams, I actually think Jalen Williams is tall enough, long enough, and good enough defensively to match up decently enough with Chad Holmgren. I think that they, they you'd have a, he'd probably be on Timmy just as much, but I think Williams is diverse enough. But well, if we get there, we'll we'll save that for breaking down for the second weekend. Arkansas would be my pick, but as Chip mentioned, uh, you've got some really tempting options here. Even Alabama on the sixth line has beaten. Gonzaga this season, in addition to the likes of Baylor, Houston, Tennessee, Arkansas. So there's a lot of teams that actually have the ability to get out of this region, I think. Like the Zags only lost three times all year, and two They're of the teams here. that beat them are here. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Uh, we should have got St. Mary's over here. I think there's probably some bracketing principles that won't allow that. But uh, that's what we should have done make Gonzaga go through the teams that beat them this season to get back to the Final Four. Yeah, this is uh, this is absurd because if we get any of these rematches along the way, that is disadvantage to Gonzaga. If, if Gonzaga, you know, let's Gonzaga is the best team in the country. Gonzaga presents a, a unique style and unique pieces on the floor. And if you've already gotten one crack at them to see how your team matches up against them, then going up against the best team in college basketball again is an advantage to you. So 
whether no, no matter who it is, uh, if Gonzaga meets a former opponent for the second time, I think that is a disadvantage to the favorites. All right, Chip, uh, first round games in the West Regional. From a betting perspective, what do you like? From a betting perspective, I, I absolutely love uh, getting the opportunity to catch those points with Vermont. I already mentioned how it's the the first round upset that I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eyes on. Then elsewhere, I think that I would think that there's just a few too many daggum points uh, for Texas Tech to be able to cover that number against Montana State, just with the way that they defend, with the way that that game might be a little lower scoring. I think that the underdog might have a chance to hang in that game. And then Davidson, I look, there's 63.3% against the spread in terms of teams just within this region. That is the best against the spread number uh, in the entire region. So if you're looking at Michigan state Davidson, like we mentioned earlier, I, I think that the Wildcats have a real shot. They are a narrow underdog. So you're not getting them to just cover a spread. You also need them to win outright, but they were exceeding expectations more often as a favorite. And again, covering the spread at a region best 63.3% of the time line that you hate the most of all the first round games in the West is what chip the stinkiest line. Oh, UConn minus seven. You don't want to sweat that out. You because that's a classic example of your um, motivations as a gambler watching the game are totally incongruent with the motivations of what's happening on the floor where you're trying to be like no 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 don't blow that and you know Coach Hurley, Dane Hurley's like no that's okay that's okay like we just need to calm we need to settle we're only trying to win by one you're trying to win by eight I, I don't want to have I don't want to lose connection with the spirit of the NCAA tournament just because of uh, bets or gambling. And so uh, that UConn, is the spirit and connection with the NCAA tournament. Well, I, I know what you're saying, though. No, I know saying, what you're saying, yeah, though. You don't you don't want to be rooting for UConn to cover seven when there is going to be plenty of motivation to like dribble the clock out and just make yeah. sure you get out with the win by any margin. All right. We will pick our West regional winners uh, next. But before we do that, let me. Uh, real quickly, tell you what our friends at Sportsline are up to during this bracket week. You can get every pick, every play, every upset, and fill out your bracket with the help of some of the best sports data analysts in the game. Visit Sportsline right now. See which teams will make or break your bracket and see who cuts down the nets, all from the model that beat nearly 90% of brackets last tournament one year after finishing in the top 5%. Just realize that copy's wrong. There was no one. It wasn't just one. Two years. That's right. I didn't write it. <laughs> so, I, I'm I Ron Burgundy? I, I, no, I, it took me reading it four times before I realized that's not right. There was no tournament in 2000. The pandemic messed it or whatever. Everyone knows. Okay? There's no you, tournament in 2020. Just... You, know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right. Norlander, who you got winning the West? Will we have a unity lock for the first time in eye on college basketball podcast history? I don't think so. Okay. That's a, that's a chip Patterson cover three special, by the way, if you're enjoying chip, well, we absolutely are. And he is uh, the host of the cover three podcast, college football, highly encourage you to find that they are doing frequent podcasts every single week, even during the off season. I'm going to go with Gonzaga to get out of this region. I think it beats Duke in the elite eight. There is no matchup pre-final four that is more enticing uh, and will draw a bigger rating or more interest anywhere, any round before the Final Four than Gonzaga versus Duke. You've got the number one team in the country. You've got Mike Krzyzewski in his last season at the biggest brand in the sport. A one-two matchup, a rematch from November. It's the one that I think everyone wants to see. If it gets to that point, I will be there in San Francisco for HQN.com and the podcast, the whole deal following Duke. I'd love to see it. I'm going to predict we're going to see it, and I will have Gonzaga as the best team in the sport 
getting a win, avenging its loss against the Blue Devils from November and moving on to New Orleans. Chip? The Texas Tech Red Raiders. Mark Adams leads Texas Tech into the Final Four. Kevin O'Banner, superstar in March once again. Adonis Arms, just a heartthrob across the country as everyone just falls in love with the tenacity of this defense. It is The West is where I see the most... Um, the most, I guess you could call it bracket chaos. And sometimes to be able to emerge from that, it is the team that doesn't necessarily look as well-rounded where Texas Tech, as you mentioned earlier, best defensive team in the country in terms of adjusted efficiency. But that one strength as the bracket is sort of crumbling around and expectations are getting shaken, uh, I think that that strength is something that could be be very advantageous. So uh, I've got Texas Tech coming out of the West. It's possible. Like, they're really good. They're really good. And how wild is it? What if I had told you all of these things five years ago? Right. Here's the way this is going to unfold. Texas Tech is going to lose its coach to Memphis. Then it will hire a new coach. That coach will take them to a Final Four, to a title game. Then they'll lose that coach. And then they'll have a new, another coach and, you know, hypothetically, go to another Final Four, making it two Final Fours in a three-tournament span. In, incorporate the quick chip college football angle. If that were to happen, Chip, what school on the college football level would that equate to in terms of you know making a, a CFB title game that doesn't have a, a lot of you know huge history on the gridiron, but, but comes from a power conference? Who would that Texas, be? Texas Tech. Okay. <laughs> or a Baylor. You know, like yeah. they they didn't make it the title game, but when Baylor took off, obviously with a a cloud of complete negligence to the handling of sexual assault allegations. But like when the, the Baylor's rocket first took off and they were co-big 12 champions in 2014, left out of the college football playoff, you know, that, that team was just a, came out of absolute nowhere. And if I was to tell you five years before that, that Baylor would be one of the five best teams in the country, you would think it's absolutely crazy. I'll go with Gonzaga. You know, I, I've got the Zags winning the national championship. I do this every year. I'm going to keep picking them every year until they do it. Every year, you will go down with the ship. I'm gonna keep doing it every year. I think I really do think I've done it at least three straight years, <laughs> at least for three straight tournaments. Three straight tournaments mm. sounds like Chip needs to double check the coffee next time. I was wrong, <laughs> so uh, I'll go with the Zags again. They are uh, the betting favorite, they are uh, the best team in practically every computer, they've got two of the best. Uh, let's call it five players in college sports, college basketball, and, um, you know, maybe the number one pick in the draft. That's a lot of good stuff to have uh, heading into the NCAA tournament. So I'll go Gonzaga, Norlander, Gonzaga, and Chip goes with the Texas Tech Red Raiders to win the West Regional. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening. The Island College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe. Anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, five stars, nice review. There's more of us than there are of them. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, I don't know why. I've been begging you for months. God, if you haven't done it. Like, at some point, I just need to stop, you know? Yeah. Like, if you haven't done it by now, you're probably not going to do it. It's like, how many times would you ask a girl out, and she says, and she just refuses to respond to you, and you just keep doing it. You'd stay like, 
pro-consent household. You know, the Pat- Patterson boys here, pro-consent. So I'm pro- we're like, pro-consent too. We're pro-consent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I get a no, then I got to respect that. I don't have consent. Yeah, I think at some point, I think at some point you're stalking a little bit if you just keep asking over and over again. Agreed. So, so like, I'm, I'm about to be done asking. <laughs> All right, listen, we, got, we have to end this episode now. You asked Chip on the next one with Cobb his stance on premarital sex. We we need him. Oh, on the oh yeah, yeah. We we have next never ep- got next episode. Yeah, next oh, episode. do you have something to look forward to? <laughs> Talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.